station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, movie thespian, Melissa Kersher. Hello. And movie, I guess we're going to say for today, understudy, <laughs> Jenny Young. I suppose that makes sense. Hello. Sure, it works. And that's actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah I like so, that. So uh, yeah, the movie we this. are watching this episode is all about Eve. And of course, Yay. the first thing we have to do before we even get into anything else is we have to have Jenna tell us what she knows about All About Eve. And Baxter. And Baxter. Well done. Uh, also, yeah. while well, you guys talked about we it. We did after, mention that like, she was oh in the god, film. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god, Ann Baxter, Ann Baxter, oh my god. Ann Baxter's in it. We've got to see this, because Ann Baxter, oh my god. It was, it was pretty much like That's that. pretty much what we said. I think yeah. that's oh, yeah. almost mm-hmm. word for word, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, Marilyn Monroe's in this one, right? Hmm. Yes. Yes, I will confirm. Yes. Because I did a trivia contest uh, a few years ago, and uh, there was something about uh, Marilyn Monroe in in the um, in a uh, a movie about um, a, a movie of many actresses. I think is what it was. Huh. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so. there are a lot of actresses in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that is, that is, I can confirm that. I can confirm Marilyn Monroe's in the film. I, this is one of her first roles, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If not her first role. Uh, it, probably, it very early. Yeah, it's really early, uh, Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there is Ann Baxter. And it's comparatively early Ann Baxter, actually, as mm-hmm. well. Nice. Um, and, and then the lead is, of course, uh, Betty Davis, who we have not... Had an opportunity to watch yet. Yes, and Betty Davis. Education. Not at the beginning of her career. No, this no, this is not the twilight of her career, but I the middle of her career. She, she had was, a long career. Yeah, she was forty-two at the time, and uh, this movie basically revitalized her career because she had been fading out of the the young, pretty actress roles, and this kind of swooped her back up into the public eye. Yeah, nice. mm-hmm. uh, which is a good thing. Because uh, more of Betty Davis is really pretty awesome. Yes. <laughs> uh, definitely, I think, uh, the the thing about this film that is uh, unusual to modern sensibilities because it happens so infrequently is that this movie is really about the ladies. When you talk, when you talk about an actress film, this is a movie that is central, that it, the women are central and the men are not particularly important. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, that's something that, Happens. Does it pass the Bechdel test? Oh boy! Oh does my it God! Ever. Yes. It, it passes the Bechdel test so hard. Before there so, was even a Bechdel test. Yes, I think it <laughs> might pass the Bechdel test in the first two or three minutes of the film. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it it passes it extremely well, mm-hmm. uh, and it uh, it's I think what's something that's interesting about films made in this time period is how many of them focus on theater, yeah, on the theater instead of on film so recently we watched la confidential and that film all has this background of of the film industry but in the 50s and the 40s and the 60s especially i it feels like especially the 50s but Mm -hmm. um there are a lot of movies about the theater as opposed to making films and so this this movie has that that vibe to it very very strongly um which is interesting because um, Joseph L. Mankiewicz, who is part of you know Hollywood royalty along with most of the cast of this movie, uh, he 
was not real well versed in theater, but he did write and direct this film, um, which is it's very odd because you know since he didn't have that direct uh, experience, and yet he kept getting kudos throughout his career for directing this movie and hitting the <laughs> backstage dramatics of theater really well. Yeah, uh, in his screenplay. Yeah, and uh, I. Before we we won't talk about it too right. much, but I do have to say the screenplay is filled with so much juicy, juicy, tasty, yummy dialogue. That oh, so good! You, you could you could just turn off the movie and listen to this with just the sound of the <laughs> yes. actors speaking the dialogue, and it would be nearly as awesome. Yeah, if you if you see any of those famous lines lists. Um, this one ranks really, really high. Some of the most famous quotes of all movie dumb come from this. Movie. Yeah, my guess oh. is as you're watching this film, Jenny, you're going to be like, oh, so that's where that line came from. Oh, like when we saw Casablanca. Exactly. Exactly. Like when we saw Casablanca. This is that kind of film. So we don't really want to spoil anything else. Uh, it is well worth the watch. So if you are listening to our little snippet before you watch the film, I hope you go and enjoy All About Eve. And we will be back to talk about it in just a little bit. And we are back. We have just watched a movie that I think in two hours used the word theater more often than any other film in the history of film. <laughs> Thank you, George Sanders. Theater. The theater. And they, he says it in that in that way. So, of course, we start by saying, hey, Jenna, what would you think of the movie? Oh, my God. There are so many awesome characters with amazing dialogue. It was fantastic. Yes. <laughs> and there was so much smoking. There was, yeah. So there was a lot smoking. of smoking. People breathing oh my smoke. God. Betty Davis was a very adroit smoker. She, <laughs> she she smoked on film like a pro. Yeah, yeah. I really did. She she knew how to how to really make love to a cigarette. I oh. think <laughs> is one way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, and again, we mentioned before the film started, very much a women's story. This oh, is yeah. not. There are male characters, and they are important, but it is not their story. No. Um, and in the uh, pretty much all of the flashbacks, you get Addison DeWitt giving you his introduction at the beginning, but then all the flashbacks are told from the two uh, best friend characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Margot and uh, her best friend, Karen. Karen. There we go. Karen. Boom. Karen. I just watched the movie, and I can even remember the names of the characters. <laughs> Very good, sir. Very Thank good. You. Thank you. I, I tried all movie to go, Tim, you got to remember... The name of the characters. See, and I, I just did. write notes. <laughs> I, that seems I so much like, effort. So I much know. work. So know, much work. I know. So um, <clears throat> this uh, movie won a lot of Oscars and was nominated for a lot of others. It was. Uh, it was nominated for fourteen Oscars. Fourteen. It is one of two movies to have garnered that many Oscar nominations. Right. I can't remember wow. what the. What was the other one? Uh, crap. Um, you should know. Titanic. I should know. Titanic? Titanic. Okay. Got for it. But didn't, uh, I guess, was it only 13 for Return of the King? Uh, I thought it w was 11. Oh, you're right. Like they that. just, yeah. Return of the but, King just won the most. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's a yeah. best, it's a best picture winner. It is uh, best picture winner. Uh, George Sanders won best supporting actor. Uh, Joseph L. Mankiewicz 
won Best Director. And, and Best Writing. And Best Screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edith Head and her cohort, I can't remember his name, uh, won Best Costume Design because dresses. Yes. Oh my God, yes. and That's and, what she did. Yeah. Edith Head did dresses, and oh my, did she. She could do dresses. And uh, Best Sound. One yeah. for best sound. Uh, nominations was actually really interesting. Not only it, it got nominated for cinematography, art direction, editing, music score. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Four actress nominations. Yeah. It is the most number of actress nominations any film has ever gotten in the Oscars. Yes, two for leading, two for supporting, which yeah. is probably why none of them won. Yeah, because they all split the vote. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, I can't remember who won that year. I think I wrote it down. Oh, yeah, Judy Holliday uh, won Best Actress for Born Yesterday. Um, originally, Ann Baxter was being put in the supporting actress category. But she lobbied hard to get put into the act, you know, main actress category, which Betty Davis wasn't happy about. And then, you know, kind of ensured neither of them won. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and then Celeste Holm well, played Karen and yeah. Thelma Ritter. Thelma Ritter, who's awesome, and, and I love her. One of the her. great character oh actors of all times. Yeah. Just oh, fantastic. Fantastic. We've seen her before because she was in Rear Window, which was an yeah. earlier mm-hmm. episode of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. that's she, right. And Thelma, a, Thelma Ritter shows up a lot. Yeah, um, she's uh, folks. If you've uh, if you've never heard of a film called Pickup on South Street, go find a film called Pickup on South Street and watch it. You know, it. I've never heard of a film called Pickup on South we, Street. You should watch Pickup wow. on South Street. All right, we should, we should we should we should work on this one. Yeah, on I this. mean, that surprises no one. But uh, there's more Thelma Ritter going on. Th- in Pickup there's a on, lot of yeah. Thelma Ritter in that movie, and it's great. But, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the the thing that I mean. The characters are beautifully portrayed in terms of, you know, I am in theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have a theater degree. And I know actresses like Margot. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. Who are, who are overly dramatic. What, they're not bad people. They oh, just, God, I'm sorry, Tim. They just take, <laughs> they take, they take the drive. And I know actors like Margot too. Yeah. Let's let's not be sexist. <laughs> yes. Let's be let's, clear yes. that there are actors like Margot, just like there are actresses like Margot. Yeah. Um, and that makes her character really, and her character is so relatable. She's mm-hmm. the villain of the piece is is Eve, and you're you're kind of tricked at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Into thinking that Margot's really this horrible, horrible person, and Eve is being so nice, and it's now now Eve is a conniving, horrible, horrible excuse mm-hmm. for a human being. She is willing to literally destroy anyone to get what she wants, and she only makes one mistake in that she underestimates one person. Yeah, I mean, George Sanders with yes. his with his voice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How can you underestimate that voice? I know. Right? Oh my god. Oh, George Sanders. Uh. Yeah, that was. Uh, I think there's the, the thing about that movie is, you get to that point, and you're kind of like, why isn't this over? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not not because you don't not because you want it to be over because as long as those characters are talking everything is fine it could oh, be yeah. a five hour movie but but you're still like well it feels like the plot's over and then you see Eve totally get her comeuppance for everything she's done yeah yep. with, with her own model version of herself yes oh yeah. god yeah and the cycle <laughs> continues it's a circle of life yeah the worst. Hakuna Matata Hakuna Matata Hakuna Matata 
No worries. Oh, she <laughs> you'll has, get yours. <laughs> she has lots of worries. Lots of worries. Oh, how yeah. is how is she going to off her husband? That's what she's thinking about. Because <laughs> well, yeah. that's the kind of character she is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I love the reveal of her performance because it's played pretty close to the jacket for you know about half the running time, mm-hmm. three, almost mm-hmm. three quarters of the running time, and then you see her and that it's just beautiful yeah, yeah. Oh. and I, they, they trick the audience too yeah. because when she's telling Addison oh I'm going to marry Lloyd and you're mm-hmm. like what what happened nothing happened it's complete bullshit yeah mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. she got Lloyd to come over to her, her apartment but Lloyd is not in love with her Lloyd has not said he's going to leave his wife for her mm-hmm. she's just telling Addison that because she has already figured out how she's going to make that happen so it might as well be real mm-hmm. um yeah yeah eve is she is a one of one of i think the great film villains of all time and one, oh, yeah. of, one of the under uh, underappreciated film villains when they talk about the villains they're they're always talking about the scenery chewers the the darth vaders and everything like that but eve is so much more subtle mm-hmm. yeah i and i also love how I mean, she's picking away at the threads of the the four friends, you know, Margot and Karen and their their hus- husband and boyfriend, respectively. Well, not respectively. I got them switched around. But anyway, the no, that no, foursome, like, yes. like <laughs> ultimately, they all wind up together and they're still fine. But you know, which I kind of like. It's like Eve was a disturbance, and yet they were still strong enough to. So really, really this is a buddy flick. Really, it kind of is. They they have conquered. <laughs> they have conquered. Well, and, and it shows you the. I think it shows you the the, the dichotomy at the end. Mm-hmm. You've got Margot, who is a great actress and who is remembered yeah. as a great actress, and is surrounded by friends. And you've got Eve, who is also a great actress, who got what she wanted, but. Where Margot did it the right way, Eve did it the wrong way. And the result mm-hmm. is she's in a relationship with somebody she does not love, but she cannot leave that relationship or he'll destroy everything she's worked for. Mm-hmm. And she has no friends because she's destroyed every friendship that she could have made. These people were more than happy to yeah. be her friend and to make her a success in the theater yeah. if she'd been patient. Mm-hmm. And not so conniving and trend and and so working so hard to separate and split up that that group of people had she mm-hmm. been honest about everything her talent would have gotten her to the same place but right. maybe two three years later yeah it, instead of trying to take things that weren't hers she could have just waited and eventually the work would have come to her and the you know her own circle of friends would have come to her you know i mean you know it's just uh, she's yeah. evil. <laughs> and she, she's evil. <laughs> yeah, she I feel really, like that was said during the movie. Yeah, well, so yeah, when yeah, she's, totally so when she's <laughs> sitting oh. in, a, in a sitting at home alone, just drinking because pretty much she's miserable and she's going to spend the rest of her life being an actor, a drunk actress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to the party. You're just like, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. fine. Go, go that's, ahead. Yeah. You do you, lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Just a delicious script. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I love the, I love the. You know, Bill's thirty-two. He looked thirty-two. 
he looked 32 he looked two, two years two ago. Years ago. <laughs> Ten I'm years like... from now, he'll still look 32. I hate men. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the ever-famous buckle your seatbelts is going to be a bumpy, bumpy night. night. <laughs> Just <laughs> Which, out of context... It makes no sense. Makes no sense. It's talked about as one of these great movie lines, and it is, but... And it's delivered perfectly, but if you don't watch the movie, mm-hmm. you have no idea what that means. Right. Which is basically this character acknowledging, you don't want to be around me tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See that martini that I just drank and yeah. this other one I just drank? There's going to be There's more. going to be a lot more. <laughs> it's going to be so much more. Tonight, we will oh. be spending the evening with drunk Margot. Yeah, d- I just drunk, want you all to know right now. Drunk, angry Margot is amazing, isn't it? Oh, oh my I God. love watching Betty Davis in those scenes. Drunk, <laughs> angsty Margot. And oh, then, yeah. in those scenes, Marilyn Monroe shows up. Yeah. Ta-da. And somehow steals the screen for a little bit because she's <laughs> freaking Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Right? It wasn't her first film. I looked it up. It actually was about her 10th, but she... Well, it was all bit stuff. Yeah, though. she was doing yeah. bit roles. And uh, this, this uh, re- I read, again, this movie shows up in Roger Ebert's Great Movies column, which I can't mm-hmm. recommend highly enough. Uh, and he talks about how this scene with Marilyn Monroe is where you can actually watch her be the star she's going to become. Yeah. The fact that yeah. she's in that tiny little bit of the movie and yet she makes an impression on you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that uh, that isn't just because you're like, oh, that's going to be Marilyn Monroe someday. It's like, oh, that's why she's going to be Marilyn Monroe someday. Yeah, right. Uh, funny, uh, funny bit about that scene. George Sanders at the time was married to Zsa Zsa Gabor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and later was was married to another Gabor, but at the time married to Jaja Gabor, and she heard about all his scenes with Marilyn Monroe, so she'd keep showing up at the set just to kind of babysit George Sanders Aww. around <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, there's all sorts of interesting relationship oh, stuff God. behind the scenes. Oh the fact yeah. That, uh, that Betty Davis and the man who played her husband actually developed a relation, or her to-be husband, they developed yeah. a relationship on set and married. Yeah. And oh, were it, married for 10 years. Yeah, oh, they, wow. they got married a few weeks after filming stuff. During the movie, Betty Davis was getting divorced from her previous husband, and the reason her... Her, her voice was kind of husky and kind of choppy. It was not just because of the cigarettes. It's because she was screaming <laughs> at her soon-to-be ex-husband it's a true. lot. And Joseph Mankiewicz decided to use it. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, all sorts of uh, happy little coincidences. Also, Celeste Holm, yep. uh, who played Karen, apparently never spoke to Betty Davis outside of their scenes together because they did not get along. Oh. Well, apparently the first day that they were shooting, um, uh, Celeste Holm walked up to Betty Davis and had said a very pleasant good morning or something like that, and Betty Davis said, Oh, shit, good manners. (laughs) And Celeste Holm was like, Fuck it, I'm never going to talk to you again. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Betty Davis had equally unkind words to say about Celeste Holm years yeah. later. They did not like each other, which no. is... But you know, they're best friends! I know, they're best <laughs> friends. And they were they were best friends at the end of the movie. And acting. Everything. acting! 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 It's Bullshit. crazy. Ann Baxter might not have been a horrible, horrible bitch. Um, but... Uh, we but, don't know. But uh, Joseph Mankiewicz, <laughs> this is a quote, actually. Well, Joseph Mankiewicz had hired Ann Baxter to do that part because she had, quote... Bitch virtuosity. 
Unquote. Is that like bitch face? Like, yes. That's like high class bitch face. Bitch nice. virtuosity. Yeah. I want to strive for bitch virtuosity at some point in my life. Yeah. I'm Pro- probably, yeah. probably when I'm old and cranky. Because I'm not cranky yeah. enough now. That's yeah. <laughs> she was young. I mean, Ann Baxter, now we've seen her twice. And she yeah. she really had down the, the beautiful woman who you did not want to cross. Right. Yep. You know, unless you're Moses and God is on your side. Yeah. At which point, <laughs> yeah. maybe you can cross her. But yeah. even then, and you, well, or George Sanders, Addison DeWitt, you cannot cross Addison DeWitt. Uh, but Ooh. other than that, you do not cross Ann Baxter. That's, right. That's important. Should we also mention that later this uh, show, this film was turned into a musical. What? Yeah. Called Applause. Yep. And at one point in the run of that musical, Ann Baxter played the Margot role. Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, also a, another turnabout like that. In 1983, Betty Davis was on a TV series called Hotel, and she fell ill, and Baxter took her part. <laughs> <laughs> Life imitates art. Ta-da! Oh, my God. So it just uh, what, what goes around, filmically speaking, comes around. Yeah. Uh... The, the 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 uh, the whole the script was based on a short story. Uh, unfortunately, the the woman who wrote the short story was never credited. Uh, Mary Orr um, wrote the short story based on an Austrian actress named Elizabeth Bergner. I think Bergner. I think it is. I can't read my writing. But uh, for many many years, the theory was that this screenplay was based on the life of Tallulah Bankhead. Who is also a very famous bitch in Hollywood? Yeah, that's um, apparently what Tallulah Bankhead assumed. Yeah, and and Tallulah Bankhead thought that too. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, and, so, and so there was a another version of All About Eve. Uh, was it done for radio or something like that? I can't remember. But it, like ten years later, there was another somebody did another version of All version of All About Eve and cast Tallulah Bankhead in it. And um, the woman who wrote the short story what had a bit part in it. And so Tallulah Bankhead had a chance to ask her, well, was the story based on me? And, and she said, no. And Tallulah Bankhead never talked to her again. Because she apparently oh. was pissed, I guess. Now, my <laughs> yes. question is, was, How dare was you Tallulah not write Bankhead, was, was, was it Margot that was based on Tallulah Bankhead or Eve? I have to assume it was Eve. I presume because, it was. Yeah. Because Margot's a sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. Dramatic, yeah. certainly. Uh, yes. yeah. Certainly, but uh, not not awful. Mm-hmm. Um, she... She clearly loves her friends, even if she does it, shows it poorly at times. And mm-hmm. sure. she clearly wants to encourage Eve up until the point she realizes that Eve is a horrible, horrible, uh, uh, conniving, psychotic, mm-hmm. almost. Yes, yeah, yeah. sociopath. Because there we go. I mean, she will. She oh, yeah. will. She if. If the only solution was to kill you to get what she wants, you have no doubt that that is what she yep. would do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She simply she recognizes that that's a bit too drastic. Eve would cut a bitch. She would. <laughs> There's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we titled episodes anything other than the name of the movie, <laughs> Eve would cut. Eve a bitch. would cut a bitch. Would be the yes. name of this, this episode. I have to have to stand by that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know I've. This the script we talk about it talked about it a little bit. I just yeah. you know again I think that it is a delicious screenplay. I mean you can understand mm-hmm. why so many actors in this film were nominated because 
they were given amazing dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. And amazing moments. You know, should Anne, you know, whether or not Ann Baxter uh, deserved to take an Oscar away from Betty Davis uh, or not, uh, I would argue that Eve is very much a lead role and she should have been up for Best Actress and not Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Mm-hmm. But even so, the all the way down to to the bit parts, all the way down to the Marilyn Monroe parts, yeah. and Phoebe, who we meet at the end of the film, and you're just like, oh... <laughs> Oh yeah. What hast thou wrought, Eve? Oh yeah. Uh, well, and there, uh, there, every single character is a person. Yep. Yeah. I don't think there is a side character in the entire. Well, not with the speaking part anyway. Like yeah. they're all very much so their own people and very dynamic people. Yeah, a truly great script. Like if a a a character walks on and has two lines, you get a sense of what that character is. It's not mm-hmm. there's no wasted parts in yeah. this film. Yeah, nothing. Nothing in here is a throwaway role. Yeah, uh, and uh, very and you know for a movie that's over two hours, you know that's impressive. That that they really keep the story nicely compact and focused, uh, and don't don't put in anything extra. I mean, I guess it's no wonder that the film won best picture it really is that good and you watch it years late mm-hmm. years later and you're like well i don't know what else came out in 1950 but it would have been needed to be awfully good to be yeah. better than this movie <laughs> uh born yesterday came out in the same year <laughs> it did yes i know that i know that offhand <laughs> it did you know that right now right and now. I, I think the robe came out in 1950 okay so the robe ah uh, biblical epic biblical Hooray. epics <clears throat> Just things in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, That's what I'd name the episode. <laughs> things in Melissa's head. head. I don't know why. Don't know why. But yeah, going back to the <clears throat> screenplay briefly, um, <clears throat> Joseph Mankiewicz, um, when Betty Davis was cast in the role, um, Mankiewicz had received at least one phone call from previous a previous director of Betty Davis warning him that she would grind him into dust. Oh, wow. <laughs> because she's... She was she notoriously had, difficult to work with. She was very difficult to work with. But apparently, she was just a pleasure to work with f- for him, for the, oh. for the director. Because she had read the screenplay, and she knew it was really good, and she knew better than to fuck with that. Nice. <laughs> By the way, I just looked up films nominated for Best Picture in 1951, the year that All About Eve won. There was Born Yesterday, which was nominated. Father of the Bride. Oh, yeah. Uh, King Solomon's Mind. And then there was a little film you might have heard of called Sunset Boulevard. No. <laughs> so you've got, uh. you've got the film about the theater going up against the film about the movie industry. Wow. And, wow! Uh, so I I'm take... actually kind of surprised Sunset Boulevard didn't win, just because I know the capacity of the Academy to award movies about itself. I, it, I'm a little it, surprised that... about that as yeah. well. Although you know, fascinating. Now this means that Julie Judy Holiday, which most people have never heard of, yeah, uh, beat Ann Baxter, Betty Davis, and of course Gloria Swanson in Sunset uh, Boulevard. Yeah. For best actress that year. Good God, who else was up? Uh, well, and then there was Eleanor Parker in Caged. <gasps> She's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is. So the Caged other four is amazing. The other four clearly split their right, vote. Wait, and, yeah. Game. Uh, Melissa. Yes. 
If you were going to uh, vote for one of those people as best actress, oh, which one would you vote for? Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did wow. not see. I did not see Caged or it's, Born Yesterday. I, it, so. w- it, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be Born Yesterday. <laughs> I think the other ones were taken. I, wow. I know what I. I I'd probably have to. Ooh, Betty Davis or Gloria Swanson. Gloria Swanson. I say Gloria Swanson, yeah. but she didn't ask me. Yeah, so yeah. don't let my decision sway yours. I, that's I've why got I a, asked I've her got a, first. I've I got a toss-up. Your it's, opinion it's, in this one because t- I knew you'd already have one. Uh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we yeah, but but you know between Betty Davis and Gloria Swanson, they're both playing actresses past their prime, and um, I do really love Betty Davis's role in this because she plays, you know, she. It, she uglies herself up well. <laughs> I mean, that's that, that that's. I, I mean, in in movies of this era, you know, even the older women were really, really glamorized. And in this movie, when you get to see drunk and cranky Betty Davis, she is willing to not look pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And and Gloria and Gloria Swanson, same thing, really. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, it's tough. It's like now having having put my foot in my mouth and said that there couldn't have been anything better out in uh, in 1950 to beat All About Eve for Best Picture, and then discovering that oh well, there's Sunset Boulevard. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know which I would pick between mm-hmm. Sunset Boulevard and All About Eve. Those yeah. are two absolute, absolutely brilliant classics. Yeah, and you like, it's just as easy to go. I can't believe that Sunset Boulevard lost to All About Eve, mm-hmm. as it would be had it been the other way around. Uh, although I will note, uh, Sunset Boulevard, I'm looking this up right now, ladies and gentlemen, the wonders of mar- uh, modern technology. Uh, Sunset Boulevard on the IMDb Top 250, number 48. Mm-hmm. All About Eve, number 98. So the oh. IMDb Top 250 has spoken, and they feel <laughs> that Sunset Boulevard was <laughs> snubbed. Yeah. Snubbed. And I believe I if you look at the the top fifty noir list on IMDb, I think Sunset Boulevard currently holds number one. Huh. Well, we I'm can check. It it, it sometimes jogs around between that and Notorious. No, Sunset Boulevard is pretty dang awesome. It and is. It is. So uh, hey, look, it's number one. <laughs> Things we, in my brain. We have seen we have seen three of the top five. Three of the top five here on A Real Education. Number one, Sunset Boulevard. Number two, The Maltese Val- Falcon, and number four, Double Indemnity. Ooh. And the third man, which is number three, is on our list mm-hmm. unquestionably, as is the number five, Strangers on a Train. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So, <Yeah. laughs> some kid just walked into a candy shop. Just, well, that's why I am starting up a sister podcast called Real Education Noir. That's true. What? Real Education that's, Noir. Yes. We're going to have a suite of Real Education podcasts at yeah. some point. We will dominate, dominate I... the movie podcast, <laughs> if not in listeners, in numbers, in sheer numbers. <laughs> yes. God, so. there's 57 of these things. What I know. The it's just not, really, we, I just wanted an excuse to watch film noir all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've completely digressed, but I think yeah. <laughs> that we need to get back to final thoughts because yes. it's, it's time to... Um, just say that whatever pops in our mind for the last moments about All About Eve. Melissa? I have a very sad note that um, three of the actors in this stellar cast committed suicide. Aww. Oh, God. Yeah, because oh, yeah. 
Uh, was it a pact? I, I hope not. <laughs> but because Marilyn Monroe sadly sure. passed, uh, Barbara Bates um, committed suicide, and George Sanders. Mm. Uh, Barbara Bates was whom? Barbara Bates. She was Phoebe. She was, she was Phoebe. Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and George Sanders. Uh, yeah, I read up on his uh, on IMDb, and uh, he. Um, the, the they actually have the like three line suicide note listed in the IMDb trivia for him, and you could just awesome. you could just read it in his voice, and it starts with it. I am so bored. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, nice. Here we are laughing about suicide, but no. Uh, like in 1937, he announced to one of his friends that he was going to commit suicide when he was old, and you know. Many decades later, he, you know, just sold his house, went off with a woman, and, you know, oh. off he went. Well, I, uh, I never thought... Uh, that's hard. Okay. I never thought <laughs> kicking the bucket should be on somebody's bucket list. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will, end, I will end this on a nicer note. Okay. So... Edith Head did the wonderful, wonderful gowns mm-hmm. in in this movie. Um, the cocktail dress that Betty Davis is wearing during the party scene. Oh, yeah, I read that this. That was the, uh-huh. oh, yeah. The um, off-the-shoulder cocktail th- dress. That off-the-shoulder cocktail dress, that amazing thing. Well, um, it originally wasn't off-the-shoulder. Uh, Edith Head tried it on right before the scene and... It, or rather, try to put it on Betty Davis, and to her horror, learned it did not fit through the shoulders, and it was Betty Davis's idea to wear it off the shoulders. Yeah, because it was nice. too late to fix it. It was too late to fix it. Yeah, and and no. thus a look was born. And thus Edith nice. had won best costume design, and uh, it should have been given to Betty Davis. Yeah, I don't know that. That's that's I don't we, know about but that. But Betty Davis should have gotten a footnote, just like at least a, a footnote. That's or a shoulder note. Well, Celeste Holm was wearing that that gray pantsuit thing with the square neck and the yeah, yeah wasn't that great? That was a thing. Yeah. That yeah. was a thing. All right, Jenna. Final yeah. thoughts. God, that's an ugly trophy. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. both looking like no the in Sarah, the movie itself. The Sarah, the Sarah Siddons, ugly. yeah, which is a Sidden Sidden woman. Yes, yeah. um, interesting. So I'll, my final thought about that trophy. This is another bit of trivia that that was a made-up award mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that eventually turned into a real award what? given to actors mm-hmm. in uh, plays in Chicago. Does it actually look that ugly? I I think they de- they designed oh. the trophy after the film. Anne Baxter has won the Sarah Siddons Award, and Betty Davis was awarded a honorary Sarah Siddons Award because uh, at the time she received the award, she had never actually performed on the stage in Chicago. Uh, She did after she received the award. So the Sarah Siddons Award, if you would like to win it, uh, you have to do a very good performance in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Keep okay. that in, on, in mind. So okay. the uh, location, not the musical. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> just <laughs> just from the so musical. What if, you sh- what if you do Chicago in Chicago? I think that's allowed. Yes. Yes. Do so, you get extra credit? Right. Do you get a footnote? You can get two Ooh. ugly trophies, I guess. Sweet. So Bookends. we have talked about all about Eve. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> the next time we get together, we are going to take a look at Persepolis, which is almost entirely unlike the film that we just watched. Although the protagonist, the lead character, is also a woman. So I guess uh, we've got that much going for us. So uh, (laughs) thanks a lot for listening. We hope you enjoy whatever movies you're watching. And we'll catch you next time on A Real Education. Bye. 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 
We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Dee, dee.